This is Norm Chow from XFL LA, and you're listening to the XFL LA show. Football fans, this is for the love of football. This is the road to 2022, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan, and I'm Bryant, and I'm on my honeymoon. Bryant <laughs> just put the first XFL baby to bed, which means it's time to dissect the latest from Danny Garcia, talk the Spring League, just talk some damn football because. That's what we do. This is episode 142, Bryant. We've got a fireside chat going on today. A fireside chat indeed, Alan. I can't believe it, man. This is Take the damn mask oh. off. I can't hear you. You oh, don't come need on. to. Come on. What? Oh, wait. You're... Now you're burning up. What the hell's going on? Fine. Mask is off. Happy this Halloween, episode... everyone. This episode's already fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh alan yes uh happy honeymoon man you look uh very comfortable i am uh, you're in parts unknown at this point i think parts literally unknown, right next uh, to the uh, you look comfortable Ocean. i didn't know uh are you in a hotel because that uh, unless somebody am got I you that hotel? robe i mean i got a robe on i got the slippers that don't fit me i got we <laughs> might get taken you said we might get taken down from youtube on this episode <laughs> too much like too much late. Sorry, sorry. This people, is people who are listening to the podcast, normally what happens is we tell you to go to YouTube to watch. I'm not quite sure I want you to go there this time around. We'll see how this show progresses. But yes, Alan, a lot of news happening in the XFL. Uh, it's a good thing we waited for this show because breaking news that we're going to talk about here in a little bit uh, pertaining to certain players that were in the XFL. Oh, big, big, big breaking news. Just right before we started recording, we have to get into it today. 724-5654-XFL is the number for you to call or text. And that's the XFL fan line. We've got some stuff to get to from there today. We've got to talk about that news on Thursday Night Football. We've got to talk about, well, oh, I don't know, Danny Garcia making more headlines, talking more about the league as the new owner with Yahoo Finance. We are going to break down that interview she did which was very revealing in terms of the business model of the xfl and the confidence that they have going into 2022 that i have not seen yet i don't think any of us have seen that very very bold talk at least on the business side from danny garcia this week we have to talk about that bryant and then of course the spring league started this week we'll talk a little bit about that as well and our good friend mike mitchell uh, reporting some some interesting news we're going to dive into so it's a loaded show but we got our feet up on these uh, hotel coffee table here, Bryant, and I'm ready to get into it if you are at XFL Show on social media is where everybody can hit us up, correct? And we've had some fun there this week. At XFL Show uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and or Facebook. Uh, don't forget the fan line right behind you, Alan. Uh, call or text 724-565-4XFL. And before we get into all that that I just set up on the table here, Bryant, let's talk about pretty easy podcasts who are making this possible right now live from a honeymoon suite 
uh, on the coast here. I'm looking at the Atlantic. It's too dark out, though, because we're recording late, so I couldn't show you my beautiful view. Instead, you get my fireside here and my big old TV. I'm going to be watching football on this weekend. It's all because of Pretty Easy Podcast at prettyeasypodcast.com. That's where we go. We set up our, our producer, and boom, we get the show done. The load taken off of a podcaster's shoulders, Bryant. Unlike anything you could ever imagine when you get into podcasting, you could actually have a real partner helping you out with all the stuff you don't have no idea about. Say if you wanted to do a podcast with some headphones, a microphone, while you're in your uh, basically PJs sitting by a fire, you could do it. That's pretty easy podcast. Uh, making podcasting uh, pretty easy. That's what they do. And we thank them so much. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com if you want to do your own podcast. Microphone, <laughs> headphone, robe, check, ready to go. Here we go. Let's dink and dunk around XFL uh, and the XFL the football world, the spring league, the football world this week, Bryant. Now, full disclosure, we talked a lot about the debut of the spring league and how excited we were for it last week. But then I kind of, doing that, forgot, oh, I have to go on a honeymoon. Don't know if Got my news. new wife... The Dodgers were in the World Series for you. Don't know if my, my wa- new wife's going to let me watch the Spring League live. So I haven't caught the game yet that aired on FS1 between the Conquerors and I believe it was the, uh, who'd they beat? The Generals. Jerry Glanville, of course, live on FS1 for the first game. And read up about them, watched some highlights. I have it DVR'd. We'll watch the game in full, Bryant. But how about, did you, we didn't even get into this last week too. June Jones is the offensive coordinator for Jerry Glanville in the spring league. That's that's worth the price of admission alone. Well, flipping some scripts, if you're if if you thought that maybe uh June Jones was done with football after the XFL in 5 weeks. I don't he wants to do it. It seems like he had fun on with this lit a fire. I think we're going to say that a lot in the show. If the XFL lit a fire into June Jones, but uh you know, taking the offensive coordinator position in the spring league just means he wants to play he wants to coach some football. Yeah, and they were and there was uh, some some Awesome plays in, in at least the highlights. There's enough highlights from the game that I saw, and I'm be watching that thing in full. I know that there was one, maybe two shutouts too, which not great, I guess, if you're talking offensively. But the spring league really, unlike the XFL, not about the quality of the play, Bryant, so much as it's about the quality of the opportunities for the players. So when you're watching those games, it's a much through a much different lens than if you would watch an XFL game. Yeah, you're looking at players are looking to kind of shine more so than get teams uh, to shine. So uh, it's definitely a player mentality, which is what it's for. It's it's to, to showcase talents that maybe are hiding underneath the, the veins of, of what the NFL does. So since I'm up late and I, I purposefully did everything my wife wanted to do on this day, to, on this honeymoon day, she's worn out, passed out in the other room. So I'm probably going to pop this one on soon as we're done recording and get ready then also for the weekend with college football and the nfl um we had some nfl tonight that we got to talk about in just a moment uh real quick though the xfl fan line that's where everybody can hit us up seven two four five six five four xfl got some action there this week brian a text from didn't leave their name so i'm just going to call them terry because what's what's up with that that's the second time right we had <laughs> it's well a it's one of my favorite names i love the name terry and and also it could be it could be man could be woman could be whatever Terry's Terry and Terry texted the fan line this week and said first and foremost congrats to Allen thank you Terry seeing how successful the AAF's commanders were in San Antonio 
Do you guys think we will see an XFL team in San Antonio sometime? Hell yes, I say, Bryant. What about you? I think we've talked about this a lot about that town in particular. Yeah, we have. Um, I think the XFL is probably looking at that town if the AAF hadn't gone there first. Uh, we talked about maybe moving one of the teams. Now, we'll say this. I don't see three teams in Texas if they stay with eight teams for the 2022 season. That's just kind okay. of something I've said. Uh, but I think San Antonio, the, the commanders were were good. That those fan, that fan base was awesome. Uh, so I totally see a team there eventually. Oh, so same here for sure. And maybe not in 2022, but from what we've heard from Danny Garcia, expansion is definitely something they're going to be thinking about. Who knows how quickly, but – I would hope that that's one of the first cities they go to because they obviously are going to support. Uh, we have another. We got an email actually uh, this week from Steffens, Jack Steffens Bryant, who asked He's in the us white pages. Uh, who asked us about uh, merch on an Etsy <laughs> page. Um, thanks for the email, Jack. We appreciate it. Uh, I forgot. We did we have an Etsy? Was that a thing we had once? Oh upon my time? god! Yeah, that was a thing. That's still a thing. That is still a thing. Is he so, buying? So what happened? So, what did I miss? I know we. I know when we became the the original official XFL podcast for the league, Brian. I'm pretty sure we put the kibosh on any Etsy action we were doing. I totally forgot about it. But Jack asked about it. He wants some merch from us. So I guess that's kind of someone lighting the fire under. So maybe we got to get on the ball. Maybe some XFL show robes. Can we do that? How about a robe just with our faces on them? I'm going to steal these two from the hotel. You get them embroidered, and we'll sell them to Stephens. Hey, careful. I Jack know there's Steffens. a menu around there that tells you how much those cost. That's like a $129 rope right there, even though it's probably like $0.10. Cents. Well, um, that's pro- you got to get the menu. We'll have to launch our merch page again. Yeah, we might have to. you got to get the menu, though, in the lobby, though, because they don't leave any paper around because of COVID. They don't, so they it's totally disinfected. Nothing left behind. Everything's clean. No papers. It's very sanitary. I feel very safe and relaxed here, Brian, if you can tell. Does your room get serviced? Uh, only at your request. You have to call it in. No house, no housekeeping unless you call it in. I love it because I don't need someone knocking on my door unless I know they're coming. It's This is the best. I'm living it right now. I might not ever leave. You might be watching the first episode of This is the XFL Show from our new XFL Show studios in undisclosed Atlantic Coast location. <laughs> Yeah, you're narrowing yourself down a little bit because I was trying to keep your your location a secret, uh, but obviously you have American. Uh, Wait, did it? Like, did we? There. Didn't I say where I am last week? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Let some fan room. Let some fan tell us that. If not, uh, maybe we'll get back on the merch thing. We'll have to see because it's been a while. Maybe yeah. Jack, if you want some some merch, I got you, bro. Well, we'll figure it out. We appreciate the email. This is the XFL Show at gmail dot com. Uh, you can hit us up there as well. If there's Just anything like... there now, don't buy it. Sorry, because yeah. it's yeah. old, and I don't even know where it would go or come from. <laughs> Just put that out there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, if you uh, want some XFL trading cards, you could hit Brian up, though, because he got a bunch of those that I'm trying to get him to do a video on. So he could hook you up with those. Too. Yeah, look at those. You get, get, might keep get one yourself some of those. Yeah, those are nice. I need to get me some of those, too. You might have to send me some over. You should have put some of those cards since the raw uh, since the WWE uh, holographic <laughs> cards from the ice cream truck way back when. I was doing honeymoon shopping today, and I was at a like a old school like 
vinyl antique shop and they had like old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cards and Dick Tracy cards I almost scored but they say 50 cents on them which they used to be but they're really like 5 bucks so not worth it PJ Walker I'm surprised on, I'd get it I'm surprised you were uh you were in at 50 cents to be honest with you but hey <laughs> well yeah I, I I'm looking for bargains while I'm while I'm on this honeymoon that's for damn sure <laughs> all right well we're we're having a lot of fun. We're, we're we're obviously relaxed. We're enjoying ourselves. It's a honeymoon, but there is news to get to, so let's do it and get into this week's cover two. Six to the boy. Six to the boy. The XFL and the NFL. Every week, Bryant, we hit this, and you know we've got a Donald Parham touchdown here, a Donald Parham touchdown there, and we've got you know some practice squad guys signing and getting cut. But this week, we've got some really interesting moves in the NFL regarding XFL players that we have to talk about. First up, Jordan Tamu gets cut by the Chiefs, done dirty, just after getting over COVID, back on the practice squad, and then cut. They beat the Baltimore Ravens because of him. We've been saying it. The Chiefs are one of the best teams in the AFC, I would say, because of Jordan Tamu. Where were they before him? Well, Well, they were the Super Bowl champs, but still. Uh, that's a bummer. And just after the guy comes back from COVID twos, I guess maybe that's to keep <laughs> your worry. Maybe there were, is that a, do you make that move? Cause you're worried about having him in the facility after that, or is it a football? You don't really know. I mean, I'm just speculating, but why keep him that long? And then he gets COVID and then cut him. That's 100%. Honestly, honestly, I think it's just, we're, we're focusing on these practice squads a lot more. I think this happens all the time. It does. This but is, it's a, this is, it is a quarterback, though. I mean, those are kind of a premium. If you trust him, you want to keep him around. Usually, I'm sure he's not going to get picked up anywhere. But it's just it's just a bummer to see a guy get COVID then get cut. That sucks, especially an XFL guy that we love. Well, it would like suck Jordan. if he got cut and then got COVID. So yes, there's worse things. Insult to injury. No, well, I feel we, bad for the man. Yeah, we'll be watching where Jordan Tamu goes, and who knows, XFL 2022 definitely is a possibility for him. All right, so we just made an awkward video edit here in the recording because I had to kill a giant evil bug, Bryant. Uh, I thought you just said you didn't kill it. Well, I didn't. I threw it in the. Josh Hawkins. Let's not dis- <laughs> let's not worry about this really vicious, ferocious bug that I bravely Ladybug. destroyed. Uh, Josh Hawkins, former renegade corner, was with the Panthers practice squad. This is a kind of a silly story and unfortunate because it's kind of boneheaded, right? The the way he lost his spot on that practice squad. It is. It really is. I mean, that's just it's his second team too, I believe. He was cut from another team. I forget exactly which team it was earlier on in the season. But uh he's out partying, Alan. <laughs> I don't think that's what which, you're supposed to be doing right now. Yeah, which, you know, if you're partying like I'm partying, this is a party technically, right? I'm partying. This is a party week. You but, got the disco lights all over your uh, shirt there too. Yeah, we're 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 <laughs> having a great time, but responsibly. And when I'm dancing, it's with either a mask on or only around one other person. <laughs> and Josh Hawkins was in public <laughs> dancing uh, with no mask on and looking just not a good look for someone uh, trying to earn a spot on a football team in 2020. So. He lost the spot. Matt Rule did not specifically oh, say that no. was the reason There's why uh, he was cut by the Panthers, but this is coming from 
the Carolina Blitz, they reported it saying over the weekend, the video of him dancing in a crowded restaurant with no mask was on Instagram. I didn't even watch the video, Bryant, because that's just too silly. I got other things to do, but that is one of I the dumber tell. one of the dumber ways to lose a job uh in twenty twenty, something so easy to avoid. Yeah, I mean it is. It's something easy to avoid, especially when you're on a practice squad, your second practice squad of a twenty twenty season. It, it's gonna make you wonder, I think, for a lot of these players like Tamu, Hawkins, uh, is it worth going to the NFL? I guess the money might be worth it, but man, to get these ins and outs and ins and outs. Like, wouldn't you want the stability of a league that wants you to play football for them? That's for sure. But also in, like, a year that's not 2020, yes, it is worth it. I mean, I'm sure he was enjoying being on a practice squad in a crazy year, knowing at least he had a gig, but now he doesn't, and it's because he kind of just let it slip away, Josh Hawkins. But we'll see what happens next with his career, and uh, the Carolina Panthers will move forward, and they did tonight. They played Thursday night football, and – that moment finally came. A dirty hit to Teddy Bridgewater. We knew it would happen at some point. And two dirty hits, actually, were what got him out of the game for a while. And P.J. Walker, by God, got some playing time, Bryant, in the NFL on Thursday Night Football. And it happened. It wasn't anything spectacular. I got texts from you and Vince that P.J. was in. I told you to save it for this show. I told Vince, uh, I yelled during the first throw because he was throwing for, I think he was throwing into the end zone. Uh, just missed his receiver there. Um, yeah, it was a big moment. You know, Teddy Bridgewater eventually came back, so good for him. You know, he wasn't seriously injured because we never want that. But to see PJ in was kind of a sight for stars. It was weird to see him in the blue and not the <laughs> red. Um, but, yeah. I, was, just, I, it, I was just bummed, though, that, he got in before Troy Aikman could start reeling off his oh, credentials. Know. It was literally <laughs> at, like you could hear Troy Aikman was going to go XF up. He's out of the game because Troy Aikman <laughs> was this close to just starting to put over the XFL. Talk about how awesome it was because he was at a game. Remember, he was at a Dallas yes. game, I think. He was on. The, it was in the booth, wasn't he? Or he was interviewed. He was definitely interviewed. Yeah, I think by Pat McAfee. And wasn't that the play where he almost got ran over, trampled? No, he Pat was, I think it was. I think it was. And Troy Aikman was there. So yeah. it was so close. That was going to be a great moment for XFL fans to freak out over the league being talked about on Thursday Night Football. For P.J. Walker as well. And P.J. Walker, yeah. And then uh, Teddy Bridgewater gets back in the game. And uh, I turned it off after that. Did they lose the Panthers? They lost. It's over. Three in a row. Okay, okay. To the Falcons. The Falcons really? did not lose, actually. That's the more surprising wow. in the fourth, one at all. Are you sure it was the fourth quarter? I turned it off with two minutes left in the fourth. I think they won. We'll see. I'll check tomorrow. Well, Teddy Bridgewater got his shot. We'll see uh, if he gets any more opportunities. Allen, don't overlook my man Donald Parham, though. You know, another touchdown. His first two receptions in the league, touchdowns. That hasn't happened since 1978. Come on. I told you. All this man does is score touchdowns. Two catches, two touchdowns. Apparently, the Chargers are looking to incorporate him more. They are thinking... They, it's possible that he could be on a level of a Hunter Henry in terms of just a, a really important piece to their offense. And I mean, the guy's been performing well when it, when called upon for the Chargers. So, hell yeah, Donald Parham. He's Justin definitely Herbert seems out. to like him. Yeah, yeah. We are we are now uh, you know nearing halfway point in the season, and I would say if you're talking XFL players in the NFL, Donald Parham's the top of the list in terms of guys making an impact and 
carving out a niche for themselves in the NFL. So congrats to him and definitely a, a role model for future football players that are going to come to the XFL and look to get to the NFL potentially one day. Although yeah. the talk about that is not as strong as it was with 2020 from Danny Garcia that we're going to get into in terms of being a jumping off point, the XFL. That's coming up, though. But that was something interesting from Danny Garcia's interview with Yahoo Finance that we're going to talk about. But we real quick want to talk about Mike Mitchell's report, Bryant. Number two here in the cover, to Our friend Mike Mitchell reporting uh, that uh, league and team personnel starting to hear from the new owners of the XFL, and it's actually happening at Jeffrey Pollock, uh, Basil DeVito, who's a f- special advisor for the XFL. We saw him all over draft weekend a mm-hmm. year ago, Bryant. Uh, but those those two specifically, according to Mike Mitchell, have been in communication over the last few weeks with former team and league personnel to gauge their interest and talk about the league and things that they'd like to see change and things they'd want to be a part of. So – that's very interesting. We knew, we knew that's probably happening. We haven't heard specifically who's being called and what's happening or who's doing the calling, but at least we heard something here. And what I want to know is what is our time frame for when we want to hear official announcements? When do you want to hear that someone has been hired for a, a spot in the league office or a spot as a coach in the league? What, when does that have to happen? Um, well, if we go back to the 2020 timeline, uh, it should have already happened in terms of like a commissioner, uh, some ops people, corporate people, as I like to call them. Corporate people. Um, but if you're talking about just um, front office people for the league, uh, January, I think, is the latest I want to hear someone be hired. Uh, you know, those positions you want to start getting out of the way so they can get to work and get their. Um, and get knee deep into what they need to get it knee deep into. Yeah, so we're in Oct- end of October as of this live on tape recording. So we're in November. We have a year and change to get to kickoff. We don't have a specific date for kickoff, but we know it's probably early spring 2022. When do we need league personnel? ASAP, Bryant's right. I say, by the, I'm hoping as a Christmas present, a, hol- a holiday gift to XFL fans, we get a commissioner named. Um, that would be cool. In terms of coaches, I don't think you need to have those until late spring, maybe. Just in, in time, I think, if you want to have a, another summer so- showcase type deal, you should have those wrapped up at least by June or most of your coaches, right? I forget who the last coach was hired. Was it, um, man? Who was the last coach hired? Was it Winston Moss? I no no. I, Kevin I Gilbride. Say, no, I want to say it was like Tressman for mm, some or June no, Jones. He was like the third one. June Jones. June was the last Jones. One? Yes, you're right. June Jones. June Jones. Um, I mean, you. I don't, the the calendar is not slowing down. And and especially with this whole COVID thing, the calendar seems to move even faster um, and slower at the same time. It's really weird. But you got to remember, summer showcases for these teams happened next summer. Like, that's how it started. Mm-hmm. So if any type of calendar looks like the 2020 calendar, you got to get moving here. And we talked about it before where, you know, how much of that runway is already taken up by what happened leading up to 2020. But mm-hmm. Still, you do have a, a lot players of players need, need time. 
Yeah, a lot of the building blocks have already are already in place, so you have a lot lot less lifting. But those roles, those people need time, especially the coaches, to coaches and players to be a part of it. Also, definitely before the summer, you want coaches in place, team the foundations of your eight teams you want set so they can build it themselves or do most of the building with the league's help. So that's what I'm hoping for. But I'm we don't even know if we'll get a commissioner or when that will happen. And I'm hoping that whatever that role is or the committee or whatever they're gonna go with is by the end of this year. So we have I'm hoping the next two months we get to we get to see that. But that's good to know that the two of the top people in the league office in DeVito and Pollock are are mo- moving the ball on that right now so uh, it's reporting from Mike Mitchell he says reliable sources uh, Mike's usually pretty awesome about that kind of reporting so we'll see um, what those lead to I mean that's just reaching out obviously they're reaching out to people but that's specific names and when you're talking about Jeffrey Pollock and, what- and Basil DeVito that means that important business calls are being made because that's what those guys do well what else are they what what specifically they're reaching out for we don't know is it to gauge what happened in 2020 to just kind of understand what happened is it to come back we don't know yeah uh, all we know is that those conversations are happening danny danny garcia herself kind of says that they're kind of doing that as we talk about here in a little bit so it's nice to see that the ball's rolling i think they're being a little more open than the uh, 20 than the uh last iteration of the xfl so um, we'll see, man. But I'm hoping that we get some people in positions that we can recognize uh, soon. Very soon. So it's a night in a nice package. Come the holiday season, give us that present, like that nice wrapped, maybe or maybe uh like they did with the XFL footballs we got, Brian, with the, like a turkey, a commissioner in a turkey, or in a, a commissioner Tasty in a, touchdowns. You put a commissioner in an egg. This is my idea. And he bursts out, or they burst out of the egg. No? Okay. We'll, we'll brainstorm. Maybe coming out in a mask week. breaks through a, a piece of wall. <laughs> we'll brainstorm that Shock everyone. Uh, let's go on to the Danny Garcia Yahoo talk because it was fascinating. There's a lot Great to break interview. down in it. And it is this week's Hot Read. Okay, Yahoo Finance lengthy interview with Danny Garcia another one for the new owner uh, it's now back to back weeks Danny Garcia has been in in that hot seat answering questions and getting the hype going for the XFL uh, you know first it was on the, the kind of culture and and social train now it's on the business train and just chugging it along and this really dives into the business plan Bryant we watched this and First thing that stood out to me was Garcia talking about media rights, TV deals, cash to air your games. And, well, the deal for 2020 was not we'll pay you to air these. It was we'll produce your games. Um, But it looks like Danny Garcia and company are looking for media rights fees this time around. And she seemed confident that the five weeks of ratings and business that the XFL did in 2020 is going to bode well for them in, at the negotiating uh, table. Um, plus having the rock on board. She seemed confident in that as well. Uh, you could tell from her answer saying that we have assets and ways to, you know, really get the revenue coming in based on what we are, we bring to the table as new owners. So 
this was really confident talk. It was pretty forward, I thought. We knew that Danny Garcia wanted to go big, but is this is this overconfidence or is is are they are they are they right? Do you think they can get a, a media rights deal? I'll say this: What did you expect to happen? Was she gonna be like, "Yeah, I know. We, we were fortunate to get the games produced last time. Hopefully, we can get something like that again." Well, we're there's political. The yeah, there's political ways to go about rounding that answer without actually answering it. But she kind of answered it, saying, "This is what we're looking for." Instead of yeah. you know, in 2020, it was we look for great TV partners. What does that mean? You know well, what that, that does? You become an infomercial. Well, well, but you say it, it's kind of like uh, collective bargaining, right? When when you want to settle on a cap number, you start at 80. These people do 60. You meet at 70, right? So maybe mm -hmm. Danny Garcia's eyes are like, hey, look, get this infomercial AAF talk out of here. We don't <laughs> want that. We're looking for money. And then people might come in here with production costs, things like that. She doesn't want the lower. Obviously not. So she talks about it as if they're better. And maybe they will be. Who knows? But um, I think it's interesting that the piece that people uh, worry about where these games are going to be broadcast, she's very upfront about it and saying that we want um, to be on great television and we want to get paid for it. That, that was exciting to see because I like the confidence. I think that bodes well for what we're hoping to get out of the XFL in terms of television viewers as a viewing audience. We want something like we had in 2020. Big time networks putting in the effort into giving us the different kind of broadcast and being excited about doing it. Like the, all the people at ESPN and Fox, you could tell we're having a blast covering those games. You want another partner like that, but also you want someone who's going to invest basically into the business and help it grow. And by getting a, a media rights deal, that's going to help the XFL grow. And that's very important. So I love that Danny Garcia emphasized that. Um, so you got confidence oozing for, from the new owner, but also talking about which i've kind of harped on is uh new ways of bringing revenue into the league based on who the hell actually owns the league the rock danny garcia redbird capital jerry cardinal uh, these people all have partnerships in di various different realms uh, entertainment clothing uh, food and beverage and all that those Tequila. different partnerships yeah all that different <laughs> A rep, all those different businesses, all those different connections means more revenue streams. And Danny Garcia was also super confident about that. So that's definitely in the plans. You could tell by her answer that there's going to be all sorts of other w things being brought into the XFL. Uh, it's kind of going to be a a a, a uh, what's it? Syner it's synergy. It's going to be of the of basically the Garcia company. And everything she's involved with, they're going to try to incorporate, I think, as much as that, right, Brian, to bring in as much money as they can because that's how they plan on growing the league, using everything else they got. It's not a um, turn and burn type of thing. It doesn't seem like it is anyway. It, they, they want to be able to make money. They want this to be feasible for a future, not for just 2022, not just for 2023. One thing um, that I'll always take, uh, and I <laughs> – I think the AAF was always looking forward. They tried to look forward. I'll give them credit. They, they knew that they had to look at seven to ten years, not one year. And I think that's the approach that Danny Garcia has taken. I think the XFL did that in 2020. You know, COVID happened, and it is what it is there. But um, Danny Garcia is not looking at just 2022. She's looking at 2023, 26, 27, how to make this sustainable for a future. And not also just for her, for the players. 
And also, this is different from 2020 in that Vince McMahon was, you know, of course asked, how, well, what tie-ins with the WWE will the new league have? And he was trying to at least publicly keep it separate, right? And this is complete opposite. This is a, a bunch of business people now owning the league and saying we're going to use everything we got to put it all together and make this thing grow and get bigger and utilize our you know our advantages and wwe obviously was used as an advantage for the xfl and it helped it out but it was very kind of behind closed doors and we had to hear reports about that going on and the fact that you know the offices were across the street from each other uh but this is going to be much more open in that regard and there's a lot more uh going into the xfl from the outside than in 2020 where it kind of was trying to be they're isolated, not shying away from least. it yeah. yeah and that's they're not shying away from what the rock's done what danny garcia's done no. the redbird capitals with jerry cardinals and none of that is no now none of the companies that they own at least not that to my knowledge are, are the public behemoths that is the wwe no. and why you have to keep them separate but Obviously, none of them but, have none of them carry the kind of i would say stigma that aligning the xfl with the wwe would have had it in 2020 because of what happened in 2001 with the over-the-top nature and you know sports entertainment aspect of that league, um, so that was kind of a must for Vince McMahon. Whereas now, new ownership, they can take a totally different approach. Danny Garcia said they're doing as much. And then when asked about the NFL, this was also super interesting. Called them a cohort, not uh, a place for their players to aspire to go, not a competitor, a cohort. And also, by talking about the business plan for the XFL and what they want to do in terms of growth and being as good as they possibly can be, and they think they could be amazing, uh, kind of did not rule out being a you know an alternative or a actual you know league that's on the level with the NFL one day. Like you could see it in Danny Garcia's eyes watching this interview. You could kind of tell from her answers that they do not believe it's impossible for the XFL to one day get to that level with the vision they have. Like we said, thinking big, Bryant. That's where people might say, whoa, hold your horses. That's crazy talk. But I could see that gleam in Danny Garcia's eye in this interview and the ones we've seen so far. This is a business person that thinks huge, huge, huge ideas. So you take like the other major sports in this country, right? Baseball, basketball, hockey, and they're huge, huge successes. But they're nowhere compared to the NFL. I, I think Danny Garcia, to your point, Alan, is is probably trying to be one of those, you know. And, and then maybe eventually the NFL, fine, whatever. But to be a, a major success in, in February through April or whenever it is that they actually decide to play, um, you know, why not have ambitious goals? You know, 1980, you know, when, when the U.S. won the gold medal, their goal was to beat Russia. Guess what they did? They beat Russia. So there we are. There, there are miracles happen, and Danny Garcia. You believe in miracles? I do, and you know, Danny Garcia didn't rule him out there. Although, you know, didn't directly say, "Yeah, we want to go beat the NFL." That would be also that would get you laughed at. So this was a very smart answer, I think, in just talking about it's a one step at a time process. But they do think the sky's the limit for the XFL. Uh, again, confidence oozing in this interview. Loved it. Um, but also, they said, or Danny Garcia said in this interview about the rules in the league and how it's gonna, they're going to separate themselves 
from the NFL, Bryant, said, we plan on keeping a lot of the rules from 2020. We're currently talking to coaches and players from 2020 and people with the league in 2020 to just see what maybe didn't work. And I, all I want to do is after, because we've spent a lot of time talking to our, our friend Sam Schwartzstein, Director of Football Operations, put a lot of it together, if not all of it. Don't listen to the coaches too much, I want to say, Brian. Please, Danny Garcia, new owners, the coaches are going to probably say some things about the rules that they'll want out. But they're coaches. Fans, I think, and people maybe without that coaching lens, we've talked about this with Sam, right? Might have a better perspective on that kind of thing. Coaches want to break the rules, right? That's what, That was his great line from our interview. Yeah. They, they want to break the rules. I, maybe they're not talking about rules. Huh? Maybe they're talking about the way it was all brought up. How did you feel about minicamp? How did you feel about training camp? How did you feel yep. about the draft? How did you feel about all this? There's a lot of questions. Well, she did. That, she did reference the rules, though, in that in the interview, and that specifically, like the this pace of play and stuff. And okay, then don't listen to the coaches. Exactly. Don't listen to the coaches. I don't want to hear that. Don't listen to the coaches. They're great coaches, them, and they listen to them. And they were great. Don't, yeah, don't make them the end all be all on what your decision is. There's so much with the that goes in. Just like the eye test, you know. Wait, when your guy is is basically throwing a two hitter in the sixth inning, you don't take him out of the game. That's yeah. the eye test, right? Well, uh, I mean, then the I'm, Dodgers win a World Series. Unless it's like if, 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 I was going to say, unless it's like a really important game, maybe you do just to be extra cautious. You pass the eye test. You watch the games. There's there's how many games? There are four times five. That's twenty games. There's twenty games in the season that you get to watch. I watch them many times. Ask me. I'll tell you what I liked and what I didn't like. With and, that said, and though, really. Bryant, I just thought because of this, I am worried that these coaches might have to if they if they say they come back, say they all come back, the influence they might have on the rule book now to get what if who knows what kind of backdoor you let me back I'll be back in the league you let me just get rid of that one rule and I'll be back okay coach Stoops you got it no more this that or the other no more going for three or something if that's the case that scares me. And I think we got to we maybe we have to rank these rules on what's the most vulnerable of maybe getting axed if any of them get axed. I like I've been saying I hope none of them get axed. But maybe we for next week come up with our most vulnerable rule to from 2020 that might I think well, I think we should we should spread that out maybe if we were, you know, coach Stoops, which one would we want to get rid of? That worried me. Oh, that worried <laughs> if, me. If we were if we were Jim Zorn, which one would we get rid of? Obviously He's, it's the the one, two, three point conversions, right? Like, those are the things maybe we should talk about. And also, referees keeping time in the game. That might be one people might want to get rid of. But yeah, that was the one part of the interview that I said, hold on on the asking coaches for too much because I don't, you know, that, that'll be, uh, that'll be a little bit too much influence for my taste from, from the coaches, coach, players play. League office does the league office for the fans is what it's all about at the end of the day. And that's what 2020 was about. Let's hope that's the route we go as well. But we want the coaches input. Of course we do. But we also want three of my favorite words. Bryant, they came back in this interview. What's old is new again. What works works because what everybody wants is quality of play. Danny Garcia talking about it how there's so much great talent out there and they still believe they can get the talented players and that they could really 
get players excited to play in the XFL, not just feel like they're that's their one place they could go to, but it's a place they want to go to to get better and become you know, rich and famous playing sports. The XFL is all about the quality of the play still under new ownership. Same mantra. Gotta love it. It's about the quality of the play. Um, I just would, if she had said good Chris football in this interview, I would have lost it. Um, <laughs> it will happen. I'm hoping uh, it happens. Uh, it really is. And at the end of the day, if you need good quality players, uh, they're out there. We've seen that happen many times. We've seen it before. And the XFL found those. You know, the AF found quality players. So give it some time. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll get there. And I know they will. And, and the coaches, I'm hoping, like you said, Alan, are, 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 are not just like, get rid of this, get rid of this. Let's just play NFL football because you don't want that. That's what the AF tried to do. Uh, we don't <laughs> want that. You have the qualities there. Uh, just keep the game a little more exciting, fast-paced. It was great. Great football. Yeah. And I, I do, of course, love that Danny Garcia said we want happy players, basically. Again, the culture of the league, uh, that that's really something they're going to push hard on, as we've been saying, getting players excited to play in the league because it's going to be somewhere fun, cool, and lucrative, hopefully, for them to play. So uh, last part of this interview we want to pick apart here is when she, she was asked about the strategy with The Rock utilizing the great one's greatness essentially uh and what kind of owner he will be and she said very much hands-on even though he's filming stuff right now in between takes it's all xfl for him and they've even set aside his schedule bryant for future seasons so he will be a part of broadcast he will be so that means we know when it's supposed to launch like can't they just host kickoff if they set aside the rock (laughs) schedule because you know that man's booked out till 2027 if you had to set up schedule, that means you know when you want to kick off and I just, I just love it that that they they make, they're gonna make these events, not just games, right? They're gonna have the Rock there. They're gonna utilize. If you have the Rock there, you have Kevin Hart there. You have other celebrities there. You have, you have media there. You've got stories. You've got, re, you know, his reality kind of pr- productions that he puts together. His big, big sports events. He's a part of. Whatever the Rock's involved, it's a huge deal. I mean, the UFC clamor to get him just to hold a freaking belt in the middle of the ring and put it on a guy after a fight. If the Rock's there, it's a bigger event. And if the Rock's at one XFL game a week, two, that just means a rating and eyeballs. Yeah. You know, in those quarter hour ratings matter, especially if the Rock's going to be there. Uh, maybe you put the Rock in a ref shirt, let him, you know, referee a game. Have him, well, you know, can't to get too gimmicky out. here. I just, I just want him in the booth <laughs> no or on the sideline. Maybe, maybe cut um, the promo before the game. That's fine. No, in all seriousness, no. This is what I was talking about. Where, if you, if you focus on the things that that Oliver Luck and team could not, right? You, Oliver Luck was was tasked with reinventing football in a way that you know Sam Schwartzstein, everyone uh, figured out ways to make the football more exciting. They did that for you. Now, Danny Garcia, to their advantage, which is great. It's probably something they saw. How do we make more money off of this? The football is good. Now, how do we make more money? The Rock making these events is what we talked about before. You don't just make these football games. You make these some sort of event that people go to and enjoy. So yep. so um, what, we have, what we have, I think, now is a happy medium. What I've realized after this interview is 2001 was ridiculous spectacle. It was the WWE football league, basically. It was the WWE's version of football. 
And then in 2020, we got the return, and it was all football. It was getting rid of that stigma, shedding that 2001 stank off of you, and getting just to the, the raw football aspects of just giving another football product out there for people who enjoy that sport in the spring done the right way. But now with the new ownership, I think we are getting a little bit of that spectacle back, but it's going to be in a responsible way, hopefully, and in a, in a very well thought out business uh, business uh, plan, business model uh, in terms of integrating uh, the spectacle with the football. You got to keep your eye on that on the football aspect, of course. That was what we loved about 2020 the most. But Danny Garcia definitely talking some Vince McMahon 2001. I think in these in these interviews in terms of what they want to br- go too crazy. Not in terms of just wanting to bring some flavor to the league in terms of. What, what what Vince McMahon brought in, you know, hardcore aggression in 2001, they're bringing in social consciousness and culture. Uh, what they brought to with, you know, big big star, stars from the WWE back then, they're going to bring the, the Rock's production ideas and his just cachet and, you know, all the connections they have as, as entertainers. So it's it's similar but different. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's basically the evolution of the league. It's 2001 to 2020, and now 2022. That's what I feel like they're going for, and what they've been talking about lately these last three weeks with these interviews. Uh, you need an identity, and I think that's what they're trying to establish now. You know, the XFL in 2001, they had their identity going in, um, good or bad, whatever you might think of it. It was a success for them in that sense, right? People knew what they were going to get when they went to the XFL in 2001. In 2020, I think the XFL was finally starting to hit their stride in terms of what they were, what they felt like they were. Um, you know, those games in DCs, in DC and St. Louis were mad. The madhouses and things like that were great. And I think the XFL was getting their identity. I think now Danny Garcia and company are trying to find what their new identity is going to be, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Well, we've hit our stride enough here, Bryant. Time to kick our feet back now. This show is winding down. It was some good, crisp football talk today, but I got to be honest with you. I'm sweating my ass off sitting next to this fire. <laughs> we need to end this show now. <laughs> oh, go man. Alan. Get in my big ass tub in there. I'm going to watch that Spring League on DVR while my wife's <laughs> asleep. Shh. We're doing the show oh, while man, she's Alan. sleeping every week now. Yeah, it's really weird. I think mine is might be sleeping too. I hope not. She's supposed to be watching uh, the baby. Uh, Alan, I'll just tell everyone like I always do every single week. Uh, make sure you check out this show every single Friday morning on the podcast gimmick at uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, whatever you get your podcast tuned in. Leave uh, those reviews. Five stars. Five stars. Uh, social media at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere. Uh, check it out. Also, check out youtube.com slash this is the XFL show, uh, the official YouTube channel of this is the XFL show. Happy Halloween, everyone. It's going to be a great time. Stay safe. I know I know it's hard, but maybe try to stay home from trigger treating, you know. But uh, yeah. You know, I'm going to be on, on honeymoon still on Halloween, but I will say. Um, yeah, for Halloween, since it's a it's a quarantine Halloween, Corinween is what I'm calling it. Uh, maybe try to uh, you know just get it, throw some eggs at your neighbor across the street's house or some toilet well, paper. 
and then they could throw it at yours, and then you both can share a moment like that. That's nice. I don't know. I'm going to be eating lobster. Did I give away where I am, Bryant? <laughs> You're getting closer and closer. <laughs> I thought you didn't like Maryland. <laughs> I think they're crab. They have crabs down there. Is that what that is? Okay, fine. Maryland way, has crabs. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Uh, stay safe everywhere. Uh, you, Everyone, everywhere in the world, go we love you. Go vote. Go, go vote. Vote like your life depends on it. Uh, stay away from the fire. You'll get burnt like we have today. Man, I'm sweating. That was a good show. We'll see everybody next week, though. We appreciate you. Hey, and if you have a podcast, too, and you want Brian or I on as a guest, um, you know, we're not doing anything, are we, Brian? I'm, I'm down to be a guest on some football shows. You are shows. not doing anything. S- some, sp- we're, we're here. If you Just reach out at, at, at XFL Show on Twitter. The DMs are open. We're happy to do it. Uh, we want to interact with everybody we can on this road to 2022. We'll see you next week. We appreciate you. Like I said, happy Halloween. Go vote. Next Friday, we'll be right back at you. Um, hopefully not in the dead of night trying to not wake our wives and the first baby of the XFL up, though. No promises. Might just be here again next week. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.